All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, November, November 2nd is fast approaching. And the race for the governorship in the, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, it is a dead-on heat. Early voting numbers have been beyond disappointing for the Democrat, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of bad will. We'll get to his walking off the set in an interview with a local reporter uh, yesterday and being a total jackass. Uh, one of the main reasons I would point out that Terry McAuliffe is in as much trouble as he is. Number one, he's been governor. People know how arrogant he is already. And number two, his comments, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Oh, okay, we'll be good little parents and let you indoctrinate our kids with perhaps uh, age-inappropriate material or CRT or whatever other woke-isms you want to indoctrinate our kids into, and parents should just sit down and shut up and be investigated as domestic terrorists? It's crazy. Here's McAuliffe, and this this is the line that may come back and bite him the biggest in this election. Listen. First of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were, because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write... To veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So stop the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know, teach I get really tired of everybody running down teachers. Glenn Youngkin didn't run down any teacher. I get tired of parents telling schools what they should teach. Parental involvement is critical to a child's education. I never heard anything that dumb. Now Terry McAuliffe is is trying to weasel out of what he actually said. Glenn Youngkin's campaign put out this ad using Terry McAuliffe's own words. Glenn Youngkin's taking my words out of context. Something you mentioned in Tuesday's debate is um, you said you don't believe parents should be telling schools what to teach. What did you mean by that? Well, first of all, parents should be telling schools that they want their teachers to be vaccinated. Do you still stand by your position that parents should not tell the schools what they should teach? You do not want 25 parents picking books. Recall us reply. We have a board of ed and we have local school boards who make the decisions about teaching. I'm not going to let parents come into schools. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Wow. Then it hit a crescendo last night, a local reporter interviewing Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe ending the interview 10 minutes early uh, because you need you need to ask better questions. He actually said it. Healthcare, COVID, education, job All right, we're over. That's it. That's it. Hey, I gave you extra time. Come on, man. You should have asked better questions early on. You should have asked questions your viewers care about. Well, we did. You should have asked better questions early on. Virginia gubernatorial Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin is uh, with us. You know, look, I'm going to be very blunt. I know we used to refer to Virginia as a purple state, but it's really a blue state. And the fact that this race is a dead heat speaks volumes, A, about your campaign, and B, about uh, how much people do not like Terry McAuliffe. Well, Sean, first of all, thank you for having me with you today. And and what you just heard is Terry McAuliffe, tell a reporter that Virginians aren't caring about schools and public safety and high taxes and no jobs. 
Well, he's crazy. <laughs> this is why Virginians are in droves walking in support of our campaign. We have folks all over the Commonwealth of Virginia knocking doors, making phone calls, coming out, and there's a movement today. There's a movement in Virginia. It's not a campaign anymore. It's being led by parents who absolutely, by the way, have a fundamental right to be engaged in their kids' education. It's in the Virginia Code. It's being led by Virginians, not Republicans versus Democrats, but Virginians are standing up and saying they're tired of Terry McAuliffe's entire approach to full government control. He wants to stick government between parents and children, wants to force you to join a union. He wants to bring people into our state to campaign. He wants to defund police. And this is what Terry McAuliffe stands for, and Virginians are wholesaling, rejecting him. And, Sean, we're going to win. We're going to win. We've got 13 days. We're just absolutely surging in the polls. And Virginians are going to chart a new path forward. This will be, if you win this race, a political earthquake. Let me ask you specifically about Loudoun County, because a lot of uh, this now is a viral story all, all across not only the Commonwealth, but all across the country. And that is the politicizing of the Department of Justice and parents rightly outraged, angry, involved in their kids' education, which came up in that debate that you had with Terry McAuliffe. And when he said that parents should, you know, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should be teaching. Uh, I would want t parent involvement in, in the educational uh, system of their kids. But anyway, talk, let's talk about what's going on in Loudoun County specifically and the use of the DOJ, looking at what moms and dads that are concerned about their kids' education, maybe using the FBI to investigate them as domestic terrorists. This sounds like madness to me. Yeah, well, Sean, it's absolutely outrageous is what it is. And, and what we've seen in Loudoun County really is parents standing up for their children. I mean, it's been ground zero here for the last 20 months on parents just trying to protect their children. First, get our schools open. And, and of course, the, the progressive government in, in Virginia kept our schools closed for an extended period of time unnecessarily. And finally, we had to work like crazy just to get our schools open. And then all of a sudden, we see the curriculum that parents have now seen at home teaching critical race theory. And, and all of a sudden, kids being divided into, into buckets based on race. It's the exact opposite thing we need to do. And and pornographic material in libraries. And, and, and now when parents stand up and say, no, we will have a role in our child's education, Terry McAuliffe calls his friend, Joe Biden, and has the FBI try to silence them. This is absolutely outrageous. And then, Sean, it hits a new, new, new outrageous moment, just totally unacceptable, where we now see that the school board in Loudoun County and the Commonwealth attorney in Loudoun County tried to cover up sexual assaults in the school, actually perpetrated by the same person. By the way, this, this is the case, I want to remind my audience, this was the case of, of apparently a transgender student. The, the supervisor of school said they had no knowledge of this, uh, going into the girl's bathroom, and apparently the allegation is rape. We believe in due process and presumption of innocence, to be clear. But then the student transferred to another school, and another assault allegation emerged. All of this now has been confirmed by local law enforcement. How would it be possible that the school supervisor denies any knowledge of it? How would it possibly be? How would it be possible that, in fact, they didn't have full knowledge of it? And therefore, they committed gross negligence. I mean, they, in fact, enabled this 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 offender who was under investigation being prosecuted for sexual assault relocated him quietly to another school 
and then put well, at he risk should have been suspended the pending the full investigation. Um, you bet. You bet. Put him at risk. So last night, Sean, I called for a full investigation of the entire Loudoun County School Board, the Commonwealth Attorney, the entire system. And I believe that the Department of Justice should be spending their time on, on this issue, trying to keep our children safe, as opposed to trying to silence parents who are standing up for their kids. This is what we're dealing with right now. But it's not just in Virginia, Sean. It's all over the nation. And this is why this is no longer a campaign. It is a movement. It's a movement being led by parents. And I invite everybody across the country, join us. Join us. They can, they can join us at YunkinForGovernor.com. And, and watch Virginians stand up on behalf of, yes, parents in Virginia, but also parents all over this great United States of America. McAuliffe says he has no knowledge of the DOJ investigating parents at school board meetings. Um, why do I find that? It's not a credible statement to me. Let me put it that way. Well, first of all, there's not much that comes out of Terry McAuliffe's mouth today that's credible. I mean, here's a guy who, who said three, four, five, six times, that he doesn't think parents should have a role in their children's education, and then he turns around and says that I'm misconstruing or his words. I mean, come on. This is the same guy who told a law enforcement, I mean, one of our, one of our real heroes, a sheriff, that he didn't care what he said when the sheriff questioned him about a group that's trying to defund police and close prisons and is campaigning on behalf of Terry McAuliffe, and he looked at him and said, I don't care what you said, and yelled at him. And then he turned around and said he'd support qualified immunity, and then he turned around later and said he wouldn't support it. Terry McAuliffe doesn't know what he wants to say because all he's trying to do is get reelected, and Virginians see right through it. Let me ask you about this question. You said you had banned critical race theory on day one. Yeah, on day one. I mean, what we've seen uh, in our school system, and it started under Terry McAuliffe. <clears throat> we've now found training materials from the Virginia uh, Department of Education um, used to train administrators and faculty to, to put critical race theory in the classroom. Started in 2015. And what we know, of course, is that what critical race theory does is it forces children to view one another through the lens of race all the time and everything they do and divides them into buckets. And it's wrong. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King implored us to judge one another based on the content of our character, not the color of our skin. So on day one, we're going to ban critical race theory. We'll teach all history the good and the bad, because we do have abhorrent chapters in America's history that we should absolutely teach clearly. But we are not going to teach critical race theory in Virginia schools. And we continue now with the Virginia gubernatorial candidate uh, taking on Terry McAuliffe. Glenn Youngkin is with us. Terry McAuliffe was governor before. Why do you think, if you look at the, the reaction now that he's getting from the people of Virginia, He'd like to blame Joe Biden for his problems, but they already know Terry McAuliffe. This isn't a Joe Biden problem. This is a Terry McAuliffe problem. What were the problems with this last administration that people are pointing out to you? Well, you, first of all, you hit it right on the nose. Terry wants to blame everybody else but himself. But the reality is when there's a bright light that is being shined on his record, you recognize that the emperor has no clothes. I mean, he talks about developing the economy when he was governor. Well, by the way, the states around us have lapped us. I mean, they've grown 70% faster every year in economic growth. And his economic development deals that he cut, 32 out of 79, 40% of them created zero jobs. He had press releases that around 14,000 jobs, only half of them showed up. I mean, this is the record of a failed governor 
And now that the light is so bright on it, Virginians are wondering, why in the world is he running again? Not to mention, why would we ever vote for him? And I have a completely different view here. I'm telling Virginians what I'm going to do on day one. We're going to cut taxes and get the cost of living down. We're going to crank up our job machine by cutting regulations and creating a more business-friendly environment. We're going to invest in our schools and, oh, by the way, get our curriculum right. And we are going to invest to make our community safe again. We're at a 20-year high murder rate in Virginia. We're going to fund police, not defund police. And Terry McAuliffe had guests that come, come campaign with him who were part of this defund the police group. I mean, he just doesn't get it. Virginians are rejecting it. I've been very clear what we're going to go do, and Virginians are real excited to have a new kind of leader in Virginia. You know, the amazing thing is, is and I've actually gone back and looked at his record, especially as it comes to, to jobs, you know, if Virginia's employment growth uh, – was equal to those of states surrounding Virginia. Virginia would have added nearly 400,000 jobs during his tenure as governor, and it added about less than half of that. And by the way, if you want the actual number, I think Virginia ranks 44th in the country when it comes to recovering jobs lost from the pandemic. 44th in in the country recovering jobs, and oh, by the way, 49th in the country is best place to start a business. I mean, we have got real challenges, and it's time for a serious leader. Sean, I'm no politician. I've never run for office before. I have a 30-year business career. I know how to build business and create jobs. And guess what? I know how to get things done. The things that I say I'm going to do, we're going to go do. And Terry McAuliffe is full of empty promises. He's recycling tired old policies. I mean, his policy, his policy framework is almost identical to what he's rolled out in 2009 when he tried to run. In 2013, it failed when he was governor. It's going to cost Virginians literally $16 billion to do what he wants to do, a $5,400 tax increase for every Virginia family. I'm going to lower our taxes. He's going to raise them. The the stark differences between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin are just so real. And this is why Virginians are saying, Glenn's going to stand up for our freedom and our liberty, and Terry wants big government to tell us what to do. And, uh, Sean, you're right. We're going to win this thing, and we're going to make a statement across America that a state that was thought to be totally blue is not, because Virginians are going to stand up for liberty and freedom. All right, now we're going to have Glenn Youngkin. He's the Virginia gubernatorial candidate taking on Terry McAuliffe on Hannity tonight. Uh, people want to get in touch with you. Uh, how can they do that? Yeah, please join us. You can join us at youngkinforgovernor.com, or you can follow us on any of the social media platforms at hashtag Glenn with two N's, Youngkin. Uh, easiest way is at www.youngkinforgovernor.com. We'd love to have you join us. We have a movement in Virginia right now that's not only going to change the future of the Commonwealth of Virginia, but the future of our country. All right. We'll see you tonight on TV. Virginia gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin is with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour of the program. We'll continue. 25 to the top of the hour. Every single problem we now face has been preventable. Afghanistan, completely, easily preventable. The disaster at the border, completely preventable. The disaster on energy, completely preventable. All of it. The economy, the supply chain crisis, COVID. I mean, oh, I'm going to get a hold of COVID. We have more, more deaths from COVID in 2021, except most people just don't know it. Because the media mob stopped covering it because Donald Trump's not the president. They're not holding Joe accountable for anything. It's the presidential protection program, just like the candidate protection program. And the other thing is that they're so desperate now. Um, 
as I watch all of this and all these self-inflicted wounds politically and otherwise and all the damage being done to the country, never mind internationally, you see what's going on with China and Taiwan. You see what's going on with the Iranians and their Biden envoy basically saying it's inevitable there'll be a nuclear power. That That is a disaster for the world. And they're allowing that to happen. You see what Putin is now getting rich because of Joe Biden's waiver while American workers lose high paying career jobs in the energy industry. Uh, it's just all pathetic. And then we get, you know, the, the never ending lies. As I started the program today, the border is not a crisis. That's a lie. Oh, there's no need to test illegal immigrants. They're not going to be here very long. That was a lie, too. Oh, it's a 2 a.m., 4 a.m. flight. That is not in the middle of the night. That would be considered an early morning flight. Really? I fly a lot. By definition, that's called the red eye. I mean, I just, I'm tired of being lectured to, scolded, yelled at, etc. And by the way, you know, on the, look at the COVID mess. Where's, where's vaccine hesitancy comes from? The CDC that can't make up their mind and they're ever changing protocols. Same with the NIH. Dr. Fauci's wrong all the time, and he's not honest either. On top of that, Joe Biden inherited three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies, which he only discovered three three weeks ago. You know, the, the supply chain problem is a high-class problem. You jackass, it's an everyday American problem. All of us suffer because of this. Well, you, you, you don't get to choose from 15 colors, but at least you'll get one. Uh, what America is that? That's not the answer. So condescending and self-righteous or Pete Buttigieg, you need to shop earlier. Shop, shop for Christmas in October. Oh, okay. I'm really thinking about Christmas. I don't even know what day of the week it is half the time I'm working so hard. You know, oh, 3.5 trillion in new spending won't, won't cost you a penny. Another lie. You know, oh, it's with the tragedy of the treadmill. Jen Psaki, circle back with us. We put a little montage together. As individuals, as individuals come across the border uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. And they looked at me and said, Joe, you should run. I said, but I, I, I'm, I feel strongly about all these issues, but I got involved in the civil rights movement. We have to do more to vaccinate the 66 million unvaccinated people in America. It's essential. The vaccine requirements that we started rolling out in the summer are working. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. Um, it is our 429 a.m. Well, he, very he, early in the morning. Here we are talking hours. about it. early flights, earlier than you might like to take a flight. Can this administration guarantee that holiday packages will arrive on time? They are not the Postal Service or UPS or FedEx. Uh, we cannot guarantee. What we can do is use every lever at the federal government disposal to reduce uh, delays. Well, there, I think there's always been two kinds of Christmas shoppers. There's the ones who have all their list completed by Halloween, and then there's people like me who show up at the mall on Christmas Eve. If you're in that latter bucket, uh, obviously there's going to be more challenges. So are you now admitting that the plan does not cost zero, or is it less than zero? Well, 
let's let's not dumb this down for the American public here. What we're talking about is uh, how much the top line investments are, which are all paid for, so therefore it costs zero. Supply chain people couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is the tragedy it- of the short the treadmill that's delayed? Right. Unbelievable. The tragedy of the treadmill. And you're not going to get 15 colors to choose from. You're going to get one. Unbelievable. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Let's go to Pat is in Washington State. Pat, how are you? Thank you for checking in. Glad you called. Yes, my name is Pat, and I'm a farmer in Washington State. And uh, You're a farmer? What what do you farm? Uh, Wheat, cattle, peas, garbanzo beans, um corn and alfalfa that's awesome how many acres do you farm oh three or four thousand <laughs> just three linda three or four thousand acres. i'm not that's kidding a, you i just looked I at just katie thought, and i went dang i'm like man that's me. that's some serious farming well first of all farmers don't get enough credit you know we idiots on tv and radio get way too much credit i'll be very blunt and the people that really make this country great, people, the nurses, the firemen, policemen, the military, uh, the farmers, the truckers, you know, you guys don't get the credit you deserve because you're feeding thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of Americans every year. And I applaud your work. I know it's hard. I know. Listen, I'm not a farmer, but I know enough to know that farming is very hard. The demands are great. And you put food in our stomach and. And keep our store shelves full. Uh, and, and I don't think you get enough praise and appreciation and thanks. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much. So what's um, going on? What? Well, I wanted to let some people know that we're having some supply chain issues in farming. We can't get fertilizer right now. And uh, we can't get certain farm chemicals that are absolutely essential for us to plant our crops. And I think the American people need to understand that that's serious. If we can't plant, we can't harvest. And if we can't harvest, you can't eat. That's a serious problem. You're telling me, and now is this with, there's a shortage of fertilizer for all farmers? This is now a nationwide problem? You know, I don't know that. I just know that in our area right now, um, it's 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 serious. We, the people that aren't planted by now, are having problems getting the fertilizer. Uh, Roundup, for example, which we have to use. Um, if you can buy it, it's uh, four times the price it was six months ago. Wow. And now, just doing simple economics and math, that means that you're not going to make less money for your products that you sell at market, right? Truckers aren't going to truck for less. Uh, they're in more demand than ever. Their prices are going up. And that means we, the consumer, rightly, and I, that's just the way things work, supply and demand crisscross and di- dictate the price. And and naturally, that means we're all going to pay more for everything. By the way, I've been noticing this myself just when I go to the store, Pat, because, you know, I can get 10. I like oranges. You know, 10 oranges are 10 bucks, a buck a piece. You used to get a bag full of oranges for a, a buck 99. You know, it's things are very, very different. And the cost of every single item, and I go every week myself, and I do my own grocery shopping, every single week I see the prices going up on everything. Yeah, uh, this fertilizer I told you we can't get uh, six months ago was $400 a ton. Uh, right today, if you can buy it, it's over $900 a ton. Okay, so you, you are, unfortunately, you're going to have to pass that 
cost onto the consumer. Well, I mean, farmers and, can't. But you can't even farm. I mean, now let me ask you this. If you don't get this fertilizer, then you don't get to plant your crops, do you? Nope, we don't. Right. All right, so that means and, now you're going to lose, what, potentially your farm? Yeah, if we can't, you know, if we can't plant our crops, you know, we can't get, we don't get income. Um, and without income, you know, you can't pay your bills. I, I get it. Uh, I'm going to look into this a little further because if this is the case, then America is headed towards a, an even bigger problem than the supply chain issues that we're facing. And and if this is now a nationwide shortage of fertilizer, that would be a disaster for the country, a potential disaster. Well, I'll be honest with you. When I saw the, the comments about, you know, getting your treadmill, you know, that's one thing. But when you can't eat, that's quite another. Yeah, well, you know, good thing I've been a survivalist and I got a year's worth of food in my garage that I put in there, you know, 15 years ago. But... Um, it will, it'll get me through the, t the tough times if it ever comes to that, but I wouldn't want to eat that crap any, and you know, no offense, it's okay, but it's not what you want to eat every day. Um, but you know, if, if we're not helping out you, you, you guys on the farms, we're in deep, deep trouble. I would say deep shift and, and no pun intended because there's your fertilizer, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's serious. You know, I'm, well. uh. 62 years old. I've farmed my whole life, and uh, I've never saw anything like it. Well, thanks for what you do. We're going to do a deeper dive. I promise you're not, you've not heard the last on this topic. We're going to look into it more deeply, okay? Thanks for giving us the heads up, and thanks for what you do. Uh, Tom in Texas. Tom, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Sean, this call's been 20 years in the making. Uh, wow. If you remember back back then, you and Alan were doing a tour, and you stopped in Dallas, Texas, and uh, at SMU's campus. I do. And I remember Alan, it well, as a matter of fact. Yeah, poor Alan didn't well, have many fans Alan, in the crowd. Well, but Alan was wearing a cast on his foot, and mm -hmm. I was in line to ask a question. I thought it was a good question, but time ran out right when they got to me. But my question to Alan was going to be, was he wearing that cast because he just had a surgeon remove his foot from his mouth? Oh, ouch. No, be, be nice. God rest his soul. Alan died way too young. And he did, but he had, the, he had the best sense of humor in the absolute he world. He did. He really did. And you know what? We got along great. And, and you know what? He was a good-hearted person. And Alan really believed it. He was a true believer. And and I give him credit for, you know, he, if, if he were alive today, he'd be loving you know, new green deal, radical socialism. I promise you, because that was that those were his core beliefs. He was wrong, but those were his core beliefs. Uh, there was nothing phony you know, about it, nothing contrived about him. And he was a good hearted person. He actually had a heart of gold and, um, you know, God rest his soul. Yesterday, the Democrats came out with quote compromise of going from 600 to 10,000. But nobody yesterday was talking about the details of that 10,000. If you pay rent, $900 a month rent, by the end of that 12 months, you have exceeded their $10,000 threshold. Oh, by the way, and, if you get I, government, if you get government assistance, you're going to beat the $10,000 a year threshold. It, it, it's just all it is is, you know, they're hiding their cards and the, it's a sleight of hand motion by them. It's the same exact thing. They still get access into every aspect of your life and an ability to spy on every American. We have to be vigilant in reading every detail. This is how governments work. They get attorneys to deceptively write a law. 
that you really can't understand what it really means. And I appreciate everything that you're doing uh, by by exposing that. And we, we all thank thanks. you very much, Sean. Well, I thank you. Nearly 2,500 pages. Tom, thanks for being patient for 20 years. I'm glad you got through. Uh, Terry is in Staten Island in New York. What's up, Terry? How are you? Glad you called. Hello, sir. One question that I have. I know this Green New Deal is costing trillions of dollars, right? I was just listening to Senator Ted Cruz rail on quite logically about why this is such a wrong thing to do for the American people. When these Democrats are bounced out for all the ineptitude that they commit, can't we just simply, by executive order, say, uh, you know, this Green New Deal is now out. We're we're not doing it anymore. Can't Listen, it's it's going to be dependent on the people you elect. Elections have consequences. That's why... I have declared this year, 2021, the year that people, if you want to, if you want to get the country back on the right track, America is now in a precipitous decline, as I've been saying. If you want to get the country back on track, the first thing starts with election integrity. You've got to, you got to have integrity in the election system. I've laid out five simple things, maybe six, if you had a couple of others, six or seven, but you can't have illegals vote. That would be number six, but voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls, updated voter rolls. And yes, uh, it didn't happen in 2020. Widespread uh, laws broken, and that is partisan observers get to watch the vote count up close and personal start to finish. That This is the time now to get that in place. This way we'll have integrity in our election system, and you can elect the right people, hopefully, that have common sense that will get the country on the right track and we'll go back to America first and the conservative principles that I outlined earlier with with John Rich. It's not hard to be a conservative and those policies work. Tonight, Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News, please set your DVR. We'll have Virginia gubernatorial candidate now in a dead heat with uh, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, Glenn Youngkin is going to be with us. Don Jr., Senator Kennedy, he's become one of my favorite guests. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Miranda Devine, 9 Eastern, Hannity, set your DVR, Fox, we'll see you then, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us. You make this show possible. We never forget it. That's our promise.